Broadcasting from Singapore and broadcasting all around the world. You're listening to the Ignite EdTech Podcast with Craig Kemp, created by an educator for educators and streaming to the world. Now, over to your host, Craig Kemp. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of the Ignite EdTech Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Kemp, and I'm honored to have you join us. I continue to work with the incredibly talented Mark Quinn to improve the final audio quality of this podcast. He has his own podcast production studio that provides editing and mastering services to content creators. To connect with Mark, please see the details in the podcast notes below. A tool that has positively impacted the authentic and purposeful use of technology into classrooms and meeting rooms that I have worked in is Rollama. Rollama is an edtech platform built and designed to support learners with their English punctuation and spelling via games with avatars, leaderboards, trophies, and more. Students have individual accounts for independent practice and customization. Teachers get comprehensive oversight, task allocation, and searchable results. Subscription packages cost no more than £1.50 per teacher per month, so it's reasonably priced. It was a new tool for me to explore, and I was impressed with how much value there is for the price. I asked the founder, Andrew, for a chat, which you're going to hear later on in this episode. I explored further and deeper and was increasingly impressed. I see this having huge value for parents and for schools to use as a value-added service that could potentially be funded by parents. I highly recommend that you take a look at the link in the description below, rollama.site. Last week, I shared my thoughts about March Media Mentor Month. If you're interested in learning more, go back and listen to last week's episode. This week, I wanted to chat about the process of turning an idea into a business or solution, as it's something I regularly get asked about. Almost four years ago, I stepped out of the school and started my own consultancy, Ignite EdTech. By design, it was created to support schools, educators, parents, and edtech companies to thrive in an uncertain world with the authentic and purposeful use of technology in K-12 classrooms globally. While I still do a lot of this today, and do a lot of support for edtech companies in helping them land and expand in Asia, I'm also a startup founder of EduSpark, as many of my long-time listeners know. The journey to get here is an interesting one, and we'll dive into this more over the coming weeks, but for today, I wanted to give you an overview of my journey before diving deep next week, so stay tuned and subscribe. My journey started, like most, with problems. Many, many problems. And as teachers, we have these all the time. Just like you, every day, I was faced with challenges and problems. Some were easy to solve, others were not. Often technology played a huge role, and sometimes it didn't. For the most part, ideas came in and nothing came out of it. But the beauty of having an entrepreneurial mindset meant that I was always looking at problems and thinking of unique ways to solve them. EduSpark was born out of my frustration, but also an opportunity which we won't go into today. We'll continue on this theme over the coming weeks. Businesses should start out of a passion and be driven by the opportunity to solve a problem. In education, we're bombarded with problems and little time to solve them. Unfortunately, we're also bombarded with businesses 
and edtech solutions that are created by non-educators who think they have the right to solve these problems. Nine times out of ten, these companies haven't chatted to teachers and educators, and that's part of my mission in my work with edtech companies globally. How can we help them better understand education, connect to our mindset, and really solve the problems that we need solved? Imagine if you took 10 minutes each day to stop, think, brainstorm, and iterate ideas to solve even your most simple problems. To me, that's how ideas are born, and that's how businesses are born. Take time, identify problems and frustrations, and brainstorm crazy ways to solve them. Eventually, something will stick. Personally, I use a Google Doc, and I have 22 pages currently of ideas. 99% of these are rubbish, and probably will go nowhere. But there are a couple of gems in there that I hold on to for a rainy day. For me, it takes time. Time to think of the ideas. Time to jot them down. Time to brainstorm. Time dedicated to idea generation and sharing. And to me, that's where entrepreneurial thinking starts for a busy teacher or school leader. We all have ideas, big or small, that can make even the simplest solution better. But we just don't have the time to jump on them. That's where I want to go. And I want to do more. And I want to help you do more. Next week, I'm going to dive deep into this a little further. And give you tips and ideas on how to get started. Stay tuned for more. I'd love to hear how you think about entrepreneurism. And how this could help you come up with the idea of a lifetime. Let's collaborate. To learn more please connect and follow on your social channel of choice and don't hesitate to reach out with your thoughts and ideas. Every week, I bring you a short interview with some of my edu heroes, an engaging learning experience with someone who makes a difference in education every day with a particular focus or angle towards educational technology. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Andrew Lowry. Let's have a listen to the chat. Today, I have the honor of speaking with Andrew Lowry, Andrew is the co-founder of Rolama, a gamification platform for mini games to support students in their learning with spelling, punctuation, and grammar. Andrew is an experienced educator and was a primary assistant head teacher and English teacher for 15 years in the UK, China, and Malaysia. Andrew, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Are you ready to talk about education and technology integration? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on, Craig. Absolute pleasure. Let's go. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your current role and what inspires you to do what you do? Yeah, so I'm a co-founder at Rollama, as you said. And uh, yeah, my role nowadays is uh, running a business by myself, um, which is uh, quite a change from my career, uh, having been in the classroom for 15 years. Um, yeah, we, we decided to uh, build a, a product uh, for children to practice their English grammar, punctuation and spelling. Uh, some experiences in international schools, especially in Shanghai, um, I, I was finding uh, an issue with, with children uh, practicing their grammar. And uh, we decided that we would build something for ourselves to solve that problem. Um, so nowadays, my work life has changed from being in front of children to uh, sat, in, uh, sat at home on my laptop uh, uh, building this product. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to hear, you know, very similar journey to what I've gone on as well. And it's exciting to hear a little bit about what you're doing now. I'd love to 
dive a little bit deeper and if you could tell us a little bit about your educational journey Andrew what got you interested in education and tell us a little bit about your experience as an English teacher and assistant head. Yeah sure I mean my career has kind of been in three parts so I'm the son of two primary school teachers Uh, my mum and dad both taught primary school in Nottingham um, for 25-30 years and so it was always kind of a possibility growing up that I might end up in working in schools. I fought against that for a while. I tried uh, training in professional writing um, before eventually deciding to see what it was like to be a teacher and really enjoyed the energy of being in the classroom, found it really rewarding. And, uh, ended up uh, teaching secondary English for four years in the UK and then uh, fancied a change of scenery. I wanted to uh, see the world a bit, so made a switch to go international and uh, taught in Malaysia for five years and subsequently in Shanghai for six years where I was teaching year six. Yeah, a bit of a a kind of career change there in terms of the the content that I was teaching um, and and really enjoyed the international school scene. Also became assistant head primary uh, during that time and, and had various different responsibilities around curriculum and pastoral and assessment at at different times each year it would seem to change and yeah so having taught for for 15 years it was uh, certainly being a middle leader is one of the toughest things uh, I think in a school you're you're balancing the the demands of the classroom which is obviously a full-time job in itself uh, and then you're also leading a team and and trying to think about the big picture so yeah middle leadership was um, my life for, for about 10 years and uh, I kind of uh, was faced with the choice of, do, do I look for promotion? Do I become a deputy head or kind of and, like, look, look towards those roles? And I decided at this point in my life, I, I wanted to try something different. And, and I, I always kind of had in the back of my mind the challenge of running a business. What would it be like? And, and kind of had that at the back of my mind and was looking for the right opportunity. Yeah, it was during the pandemic, really. Um, I was kind of thinking about online learning and, and the, the idea came up really um, during that time uh, about gamification of English, decided to kind of go, go all in. So I decided to uh, see out my last contract and then uh, go full time on this business and uh, see if we can make it a success. It's awesome. It's such a cool journey uh, and one that not a lot of people actually jump into and take. It's uh, challenging, it's scary, uh, it's daunting, it's risky, um, but I've been there and done that and doing it right now, same as you, and the reward far outweighs uh, the scary factor, I guess, and it's really exciting to hear. Yeah, it's it's definitely a risk and, and there's certainly no guarantee that it, it'll succeed, but um, it, it, it felt like the right time. My wife's been really supportive, so she's kept her teaching job. So we've got that as a kind of safety net um, and, and then um, going to dedicate a couple of years to see if we can make this into a sustainable business. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant, Andrew, and I love the sound of what's happening. Let's dive into Rollama a little bit. What led you to start it and I guess why? Yeah, good question. So in Shanghai, um, the international school I was working in, um, I was there for six years and over the time I was there, the school gradually became less and less international um, and by 
2020, the, the majority of children were uh, Mandarin speakers. Um, so in China, Chinese nationals are, are not allowed to go to international schools, but there's, there's ways around that uh, with various loopholes. And so the, the effect of that was that Mandarin was becoming the language that children used on the playground and in the corridors, even though it was an English language school. And it kind of was presenting a, a problem in, in terms of raising the children's English proficiency. And, and a lot of these children were from families uh, with parents that don't speak English. And, and so it was sort of a challenge to address that uh, as, as a target. And it wasn't enough that, you know, th there was children that, that would spend eight, nine years in the school and still not have the level of fluency that you would expect. And so the problem that I found as a teacher was that there wasn't really anything I could give the children to go home and practice in a fun way. And so uh, I, I ended up building a small tool that uh, we would use in class for, for kind of starters because we wanted to bring more grammar into the curriculum. And, and grammar is a particularly tricky thing to teach. English grammar can be very complicated uh, and quite dry, quite boring at times. Of course, it helps uh, to, to link it to, to good quality texts and, and reading books. But sometimes it's, uh, it's necessary to follow up and to dig deeper and to rehearse it more regularly. And there wasn't really anything out there that was like a fun, quick tool that I could use in class um, and to give the children at home. So I ended up building this small thing in Excel. Uh, I don't have a coding background but know how to build excel formulas and uh, made this little thing after a few weeks using it my wife had a look at it and we ended up deciding let's flesh it out with some artwork uh, and build it out in terms of the different styles of games that we could play on it my wife is um an artist and she she does a lot of work for the site so we're kind of working on it together and th this was all in the background kind of as a side project while we we're still both uh, teaching in shanghai and uh, eventually decided well if we're going to put this much time into it you know what, what would it require for for a teacher to to want to uh, subscribe to it and we decided well it needs to be online it needs to be uh, independent accounts so the children can log on they can play the games independently and the teacher can track their progress and that led to about 18 months of uh, web development um, which was all like first time in that world I, i'd never even seen a line of html uh, before i started this project uh, and then all of a sudden i was managing uh, several developers building this uh, the code of the site with with the basic intention that kids can practice basic English grammar in a fun way um, and uh, this was while I was still in the year six uh, classroom uh, and we were getting lots of good feedback from the kids there K kids they love to pick uh, faults with things they, they love to spot the bugs so uh, my, my class were using the site and uh, pointing things out and helping me improve it during that time and then eventually it grew to a, a size now where we've got about 300 pages of games. We've got 15 different game types. Yeah, we've got hundreds of teachers subscribing and, and trialing it out uh, in schools across the world. The strange thing is that I didn't expect it. It's most popular in the UK. The UK primary schools have really picked it up as a uh, preparation for SATs. Um, it's been really popular there. And uh, that, that age range, kind of 7 to 11, has been a, a really popular target market for us. So, uh, yeah, we're now in this uh, growth stage where we're just trying to get the word out, really. So it, it's kind of spreading word of mouth from teacher to teacher. 
and uh, yeah so we're about six months into it now i love it andrew it's such an exciting journey and i could listen to that sort of story all day because at the end of the day it's about making an impact and that's exactly what you're doing in the lives of these kids and families and teachers that you're supporting and at these early stages we need people like you growing and developing these and most importantly we need people following and subscribing and joining people like you uh, to help you on this journey let's jump into some quick fire questions the first thing that comes to your head uh, may be a brief why what's your favorite edtech book or resource yeah, I think Twitter is the best resource for edtech uh, news, ideas, tools. Most of the leading figures in education are there. Obviously, I'm coming at it from the uh, teaching point of view, from coming from education. But there's all of the leading figures are there and, and very accessible. So yeah, I was saying I, I would say Twitter before books uh, in in the edtech space for me. Brilliant. And what's your go-to edtech tool or tools that the listeners need to try? Well, besides Rollama, I would say uh, quizzes is my favorite uh, tool for in-class quizzing. Uh, it's like, I think Kahoot's probably more well-known, but quizzes, that's a quiz with I double Z on the end. Uh, I think it's designed more thoughtfully for learning. And second one, I would say Flipgrid, if uh, that's a Microsoft product, which is kind of like a uh, school safe friendly version of like video editing a bit like tiktok um and where the kids can make little videos with with filters and things um relating to your classroom content and what's one daily habit or practice that helps you enjoy progress and succeed in your career andrew well, I think this, okay, two, two parts. So like a task organizer, I find really useful. So there's one called Asana that I use. It's a free tool for like organizing projects and keeping track of like a to-do list. But then in terms of like a uh, bigger picture, I think one thing that I try to do regularly is uh, something, try and do something that scares you, like push you out of your comfort zone. Um, and keep learning. Like you said, it's a, a big risk starting a new business like this. Um, and I just kind of jumped into it. It was a bit scary. It still is a bit scary. No, no real guarantee of success, but it's like do something that scares you and, and you're guaranteed you'll learn something along the way. Yeah, great call out. And for anyone listening, some of the best advice you can have, we expect our kids to take risks and try new things in their learning. But as educators, we very rarely do it ourselves. And I, you know, one of the things I really want to do in the coming years is create a fund where we support teachers on their journey, just like you have been, to support their ideas and growth stage of development while they can continue to stay in the classroom and do what they love, but create ideas uh, and get it out there for the rest of the world to see and use. Andrew, today's been awesome, and I know that the listeners are going to want to follow and connect for more. What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so uh, rollama.com, R-O-L-L-A-M-A.com is our website. There's free games there, and then uh, you can find out more information. Our landing page is rollama.site. Um, I'm on Twitter, Andrew D. Lowry, and uh, yeah, you can you can catch us uh, on, on all the socials. We'll make sure all of the links that we've talked about today are in the podcast notes below. Andrew, thank you so much for your time today. Thanks, Craig. Really appreciate it. Next week, join me for episode 120 of the Ignite EdTech podcast, when I'm joined by Sia Raj Puruhit. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow us and share the podcast with your PLN and colleagues. Please remember to spend a few minutes to rate this podcast too on your podcast channel of choice so we can reach even more educators and edtech enthusiasts globally. 
Remember, you have the chance to win as well. Check out the links in the description for more, and I'll see you again next week. If you liked today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss another episode and be in the drawing to win prizes every week. If you know others that would enjoy the show, please hit that share button and brighten their day. Join us again next week for your weekly EdTech hit with at Mr. Kemp NZ. We'll see you again soon.